Let's begin by categorizing everything we want to talk about. Vegetarianism is a big group, which includes different subgroups of veganism, lacto-vegetarianism, ovo-vegetarianism, lacto-ovo-vegetarianism, politarianism, pescatarianism, and flexitarianism. Vegans are the first category. Vegans don't consume any animal products or byproducts. So no meat, red or white, no fish or fowl. Also, no eggs or dairy. What I mean by byproducts is that vegans don't consume honey, beeswax, gelatin, or similar products that are obtained from animals. Isn't it wild that marshmallows are made from animals? Besides, are they? Yeah, marshmallows are made from animal Aren't parts. Aren't they like from corn or something? No, or? you have to boil them up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you boil them up, do some processing with their bones or ligaments, and then you get the marshmallows. So you actually need to buy special marshmallows if you want them to be vegan-friendly. Well, that's hard to find, I guess. <laughs> well, there are specialty stores out there, but True, yeah. they're a bit pricier. <laughs> Besides food, vegans typically don't use silk, leather, or wool. Lacto-vegetarianism. Lacto-vegetarians don't eat meat, fish, fowl, or eggs, similar to vegans. However, they do use dairy products like cheese, yogurt, or milk. Ovo-vegetarians don't eat meat, fish, fowl, and dairy products. Nevertheless, they do consume egg products, hence the name ovo in the name. Lacto-ovo vegetarians do not eat meat, fish, or fowl. However, they do use dairy products and egg products. Side note, this is one of the most common types of vegetarianism. Pescatarian. Pescatarians only use meat in the form of fish or seafoods. They still don't eat red meat, white meat, or fowl. Pescatarianism is considered a semi-vegetarian diet. Polotarian. Polotarians eat meat in the form of poultry and fowl, not red meat or fish or seafoods. Again, this is considered a semi-vegetarian diet. Flexitarian. This kind of diet is plant-based and has meat in it occasionally. Flexitarians try to lower meat consumption as much as possible, but have the freedom to try it once in a while. It seems like all these are at different levels of conveniences. I noticed that the lacto-ovo-vegetarianism is pretty common. Mm -hmm, and it's yeah. pretty hard to avoid milk and eggs in your food products. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because when I was researching about this, there are also a group of who are called vegans after 6 p.m. So they become vegan after 6 p.m. <laughs> that should be nice. <laughs> <laughs> According to Harvard, people become vegetarians for many reasons, including health, religion, being worried about animals, or the use of hormones in them that could potentially make them unhealthy. As well, there are other groups of people who unfortunately can't afford eating meat. So they kind of have to become vegetarian since it's cheaper. CTV reported that vegetarians and vegans are about 10% of Canada's population. And this is somehow forcing restaurants and meat production industries to take new approaches in attracting customers. Based on research done by Dalhousie University, we have around 2.3 million vegetarians in Canada, which shows a 900,000 increase from 15 years ago. On a side note, most of the vegetarian population is concentrated in Ontario and British Columbia. The CTV report interviewed Sylvain Charlebois, a professor of food distribution and policy at Dalhousie University, who talked about interesting facts about vegetarianism in general. He believes that one of the most important reasons people decide to become vegetarians is animal abuse footages from farms or other places around the world, which are really cruel, right? Yeah, factory farming is a big issue. Yeah. You might wonder about the lack of proteins in a vegetarian diet. First of all, great job, because you should always look into what you're eating and make healthy choices, as we discussed in some previous episodes, like the breakfast one.
In a vegetarian diet, protein has to be obtained from other sources, like lentils or chickpeas, to compensate for the protein that could have been gotten from eating meat. Some people believe in vegetarianism, some don't. What happens to economy in this sort of battle here? According to CTV, Canada's poultry, egg and red meat industries produced 23.4 billion worth of goods in 2017. So basically we can say that vegetarianism could be considered an enemy for cattle farmers. Charlebois has a suggestion. He thinks if we ask meat producers to talk about important benefits of mixing their products with other proteins, like chickpeas and lentils, it would be more acceptable for customers, since they have access to a healthy option. Plus, it would cost less for them. Before, researchers all around the world tried to focus on harms associated with vegetarian diets, like lack of nutrition. However, nowadays, studies have changed their mind and started to talk about the benefits of a diet with no meat, such that it has been said that eating plant-based foods can reduce the risk of chronic illnesses, which we will talk about later. It is interesting to know that a diet filled with sodas, cheese, pizza, and candies is also considered vegetarian. <laughs> so one should also make sure to choose appropriate substitutes for meat. I wish I, I could also say I'm vegetarian if I had those to eat. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> sustain myself off yeah. of junk food and be vegetarian. Yeah. Like, it's I'm healthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and those healthy foods can be fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Make sure to also remove saturated and trans fats from your diet and replace them with good fats, like the ones found in fish, nuts, olive, and canola oil. Another thing to note, no matter what, if you eat too many calories of anything, whether it's a cheeseburger or nutritious plant-based food, you will gain weight, since that's how calories work. But in one of them, you'll gain something else too, like vitamins and minerals. Now let's answer an important question. Can becoming a vegetarian protect you from any major diseases? According to Harvard, vegetarians consume less saturated fat and cholesterol compared to meat lovers out there. Instead, a vegetarian diet is more rich in vitamin C, fiber, folic acid, potassium, magnesium, and many other good compounds. So, it makes sense for vegetarians to have lower LDL, which are the bad fats in your blood, lower blood pressure, and BMI all of which may eventually lower the risk of different chronic diseases. With that said, science is still not sure about the long-term influence of vegetarianism on health. But here's what has been done so far. On heart disease. In some cases, vegetarians appear to have a lower rate of heart attacks and death from cardiac issues. In a large study, one of the biggest of its kind, 76,000 participants, vegetarian and not, were examined and on average had 25% less of a chance for death by heart disease. Another large study, this one by the Oxford cohort of the European Prospective Investigation into Cancer and Nutrition, EPIC Oxford for short, examined 65,000 people for heart disease. Among vegetarians, there was a 19% lower chance of death by heart disease. There were deaths in either group, so the differences observed by the researchers may be due to chance, something that a good scientist would keep in mind. Next, cancer. So many studies have suggested eating fruits and vegetables in order to reduce the risk of developing cancers. Also, there are various evidences that show that vegetarians have lower rates of cancer compared to non-vegetarians. This does not include all types of vegetarians for sure. For instance, 
analysis of data from the Oxford Vegetarian Study shows that people who eat fish have lower risk of cancer compared to vegetarian people. Another disease that we can talk about is type 2 diabetes. It has been reported in studies that plant-based diets can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. For example, based on a women's health study done by Harvard, there is a correlation between eating red meat or bacons and hot dogs and diabetes. Try to remember, though, that correlation does not equal causation. Those people eating the red meat or bacons or hot dogs could be eating other things that lead to type 2 diabetes. It's just the trend.